Hey guys, before I dig into today's bite-sized lesson, I want you to do something wonderful for yourself. Go into your brain and think of a blessing that you have had over the last week. What's something that's happened to you that you have thought of as a blessing or something that has taught you a lesson? Take a minute and write it down. Put it into your journal and noodle on it a little bit tonight before you go to sleep. Every night, it's a good idea to go over in your mind the things that the day has brought you. Maybe it's taught you something, or maybe there's something that you were grateful for on this day, or maybe it's a combination of both, because no one can get through the day without a blessing. And if you're looking for a special place to keep track of those blessings, I happen to have a journal for you. It'll be linked in the show notes. Maintaining a healthy awareness of the lessons that you are being taught and the things that you're grateful for every day that you're alive is a great way to cultivate your growth mindset. And thinking about your blessings helps you to live in a state of gratitude. And both of those things are what you need to raise your vibration. And then by association, the vibration of people who you hang around with And then by extension, the world, because high vibes are like a butterfly. They just ripple out. And I've been thinking a lot about growth mindset versus fixed mindset because we are reading the book Mindset in my book club right now. The book is by Carol Dweck, and it's really been a focus for me over the past several weeks. I am a person who lives primarily in a growth mindset. But I think we can all honestly say that there are areas of life where we may be slightly fixed. And the trick is when you have an awareness of where there is room for growth, it keeps you on the healthy side of mindset, the growth side. And because I love to geek out over this kind of stuff, I've been thinking about the idea of growth in the brain and how when we grow, when we learn, and when we assimilate new ideas, When we change our minds about things and when we expose ourselves to adaptive stress, we actually grow our brain cells, literally. And who does not want to grow more brain cells? I know I do. Because there are plenty of things that we do that kill brain cells. Poor nutrition, lack of exercise, stress, alcohol, just to name a few. And since I have been focused very heavily on getting rid of toxic habits and behaviors and elements in my life and stopping some of the things that I used to do that killed my poor little brain cells, now I'm really focused on growing more brain cells, getting them stimulated in there because studies have shown that it does not matter how old you are, you can grow new neural connections at any time. So why would you fight against yourself by doing things that you know inhibit the growth of new neural connections? It seems to me the best course is to engage in behaviors and habits and activities that are growth-oriented in all ways and particularly when it comes to our most important organ, our brain. You don't get another one. If you listened to last Sunday's episode, you'll know that I had a difficult experience in my podcast, and this really got me to thinking. And it's still been on my mind, and I'm continuing to work through the situation in my own thoughts because it was pretty disappointing to me, and I'm a sensitive person, so it affected me pretty deeply. But in a nutshell, I was exposed to a situation where I got to see firsthand what it looks like when someone 
doesn't want to leave their comfort zone rather than pushing themselves through a challenge. So now I want to be very clear. You do not have to push yourself. You do not have to do things that you don't want to do. And it's perfectly within your rights to make the decision to stay inside your comfort zone and never leave. But I did a little bit of research to find out what happens to you when you never go out of your comfort zone and when you are constantly avoiding things that make you feel uncomfortable. Now, I am the number one champion for positivity, for avoiding the negative things and things that hurt and things that harm. I don't think you want to intentionally expose yourself to harm, of course, but there is a difference between pushing yourself through a difficult experience and harming yourself. And sometimes it actually helps you more to move outside of your little box of safety so that you can build and grow because growth is stress. It's good stress. Growth is often uncomfortable and you hear the term growing pains. And this is literally the physical discomfort from growing. It's a part of life. And if we avoid it, we also avoid growing. So this morning, I went to a hot yoga class. I hadn't been there in several weeks, probably more like three months or so, to be honest. And I knew that the class would be hard for me. But I had been doing some yoga at home. And although it's not anywhere near the same, going into the class, I knew that I was going to push through it. I knew already that it would be hard, but because I had done it before, I had the confidence in knowing that since I had done it before, that I could do it again. And even though I knew it would be a challenge, I knew I was going to make it through. I went in with that intention. With yoga, as with any physical activity, you are actually breaking down muscle in order to build it up stronger. And in yoga in particular, you are also breaking down your mindset so that you can build it up stronger as well. Now, this class was in 150 degree room. It was very stinky. And for some reason, it smelled very strongly like sawdust and Doritos with a little bit of incense thrown in the mix. And this was a class where a lot of the people were audibly grunting. So it was tough. But the thing I love about this yoga studio is it's serious. It's not the kind of yoga studio where people chit chat in the beginning of class. It's the kind of yoga studio where everybody is sitting on their mat, stretching with their eyes closed or meditating. They're all focused on one thing. And that one thing is growing. It's improving. And they're doing it with a certain level of intensity and seriousness. So each person in the room came there because they knew that they would be someone better when they left the class. And the instructor talks about this throughout the class. It's very motivational. He uses loud music and he uses a loud microphone to stimulate your auditory senses. And the room itself is very, very dark. You can see, but it's very dimly lit. So the focus is on the physical sensation of the body and the other senses other than visual. And it really, really has a strong impact on your mindset. Because after you get through this class, you feel like you have freaking done something. It's a form of Ashtanga yoga. So about halfway through this class today, I started to feel a little bit weak. Like I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it anymore. And then I had a vision of myself, what it would look like if I sat down on my mat for a minute, 
but I quickly pushed myself out of that vision because in that room, the doors are closed. You can't leave. It's a hot room. And immediately my mind just fought back on the notion of sitting down. It said, you're not sitting on your mat. Are you crazy? You're not quitting. You've done this before. You know you can do it. So I had to tap into that. I focused on the instructor's words. I focused in on the music and I got lost in the physical movements I was making with my body. Because yoga is a a lot of a meditative sort of practice. It's very ritualistic, the movements, the flow, and everything is kind of slow and intentional. And it's synchronized in this class. It's purposely so that everyone can stay together. And once you tap into an energy like that inside of a room where everybody has the same intention to raise their own vibration, to raise the vibration of everyone else in the room, and to raise the vibration of everyone on the planet, That is a rare environment and it's very beautiful and strong and very powerful. And I wanted to remain a part of that. And I did. I freaking did it. And when I was done, the guy next to me, who could not have been more than 25 years old, I'm 58, mind you, turns over to me and he tells me how he thought he was going to die. Basically, he said, I feel like that was really hardcore. And it was so funny. And I was so proud of myself when I walked out of there because I pushed through it and I felt something wonderful and I learned something beautiful about myself. I got the dopamine hit because there's nothing like that feeling that you get when you push through something. So I want to run down a list of some of the scientific things that happen in your body when you are able to face a challenge. When you step out of your comfort zone and you push through a hard experience, And I'm not talking about a dangerous experience. I'm not talking about a reckless experience. I'm talking about a normal experience that might feel difficult or challenging. So the number one benefit is neuroplasticity. When you face a challenge, this can stimulate your brain's ability to reorganize and form brand new neural connections. This means that you are actually magnifying your cognitive functioning. You are improving your capacity to learn, and you are boosting your memory. The second benefit, stress adaptation. When you expose yourself to discomfort, you are actually helping your body and your mind to adapt to stress. This is very useful and has many benefits for future situations, and especially those situations that you don't put yourself into intentionally. You might happen upon a situation that is tough, something that you didn't intend, but you're in it and you have to get through it. So now by exposing yourself to challenging situations, you are prepared for future situations that might come up spontaneously, things you're not expecting, which you have to get through. Big benefit. The third benefit, cortisol regulation. When you confront difficult situations with grace and determination, you are helping to regulate your cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So when short-term stress is induced, it can be beneficial for the body because it improves focus, it heightens your energy and your overall performance. Now this is different from chronic stress, which can be detrimental. So that's why it's important to push through short-term induced stress because it gives you such a positive effect and it helps you to deal with cortisol overall in other situations. Number four, talked about this one, you increase dopamine levels. 
When you achieve something challenging, it releases dopamine. And that is how I felt after my yoga class and the guy next to me. It's a neurotransmitter associated with pleasure and reward. Stepping out of your comfort zone and accomplishing a task that was hard can provide a natural dopamine boost, which enhances motivation and satisfaction and fulfillment and self-confidence, all things you want. Number five, you actually also enhance your problem-solving skills when you push through something difficult. This is what I faced when I was in the middle of that class and I felt like quitting. I went through a scenario in my head of what it would look like if I quit. And I was able to come up with a solution on the fly by focusing in on my sensations in my body, the sound in the room, and my kinesthetic response, I was able to get through the challenge. And it forced my brain to adapt and it found the solutions for me. This can lead to the development of improved problem-solving skills and creativity outside of a difficult situation. It's like exercising your problem-solving muscle. Number six, when you are confronting discomfort with dignity and grace and strength and confidence and courage, it allows you to practice emotional regulation. If you avoid hard things, you can never learn how to regulate your emotions in similar situations. Overcoming challenges can lead to a greater ability to manage your emotions reduce anxiety, and increase your emotional intelligence and your emotional well-being. Number seven, by confronting difficult situations, you actually expand your comfort zone. When you regularly push the boundaries, it makes your comfort zone bigger over time. So what was once uncomfortable becomes familiar, leading to increased adaptability flexibility, and more resilience in your mindset and in your body and in your emotional well-being. So if you always stay in a tiny little zone of safety and comfort, then it actually shrinks to the proportion of your ability to expose yourself to new things, to challenges. The zone actually gets smaller when you have an inability to get out of it. You want the zone to get bigger, not smaller. So If you're feeling comfortable more frequently in new situations, it's going to expand because we do want to feel comfortable most of the time, of course. So we do want to expand that zone of comfort. Number eight, you get increased self-efficacy. Successfully navigating through a challenging experience can boost your self-efficacy, which is your belief in your own ability to accomplish tasks and overcome obstacles. You have to believe that you can do hard things, and this is what I reckoned with on my yoga mat today. I knew that I had been through this before. I knew that I could do it, and so I had a belief in my own ability to make it through the class and get to the end. I also knew that I would be getting that dopamine hit and I knew that that was coming so I could look forward to that. And number nine, pushing through something helps with social connection. So you can face challenges together with others as I did in this class because everybody in the class was really hitting it and there were a lot of people struggling. I heard them making noises. And so that actually motivated me hearing those noises because I was sharing a difficult experience 
and it was a very rewarding, difficult experience. It created a sense of camaraderie. And even though I never spoke to anyone except for that guy after class right next to me, I knew that there was an atmosphere of mutual support, and that was contributing to everyone's well-being in that class. And this is the case when you're pushing through something difficult as well, because it's contributing to others that are also involved in the situation. If you push through something hard, you're not only giving the benefit to yourself, but you're potentially giving the benefit to loved ones like your children, your spouse, your partner, or even strangers who might be sharing the experience with you. And even if no one else is in the room with you at the time, you are building all of the benefits that I just mentioned, one through nine, in yourself. And this is going to carry out with you into other experiences with other people after you leave the difficult situation. It will rub off and it's become part of your character now. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what happens if you stay in your comfort zone regularly and you start to build up fear around getting out of it. This can potentially lead to stagnation in the brain. It can lead to a limiting of cognitive stimulation. That is not a good thing because the comfort zone typically involves routine and familiar activities. So while these things might be efficient and comfortable for you, they may not provide the cognitive stimulation needed for optimal brain function. You know what happens to a muscle if you don't use it. It atrophies, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. So new challenges and new experiences lead to cognitive stimulation, which is what you want. Staying in your comfort zone also can reduce neuroplasticity. So regularly engaging in rote and familiar tasks and not ever doing anything new or adventurous or things that push you a little bit may limit the brain's exposure to novel stimuli and novel experiences. And as I mentioned earlier, neuroplasticity relies on the brain's ability to adapt and reorganize in response to new challenges. So a lack of exposure to these types of challenges may result in reduced neuroplasticity. If your brain never has to be challenged, then it's not going to continue to grow. And it also leads to a diminished opportunity for learning new things when you remain in your comfort zone. Because learning and acquiring new skills involves stepping outside of what you already know. It's going into the unfamiliar. If individuals avoid opportunities for new learning and new growth, they may miss out on the cognitive benefits that are associated with learning and forming the new neural connections that we want to happen in our amazing brains. When you stay in your comfort zone, you can also get stuck in something called routine overload. This is when relying on routines and avoiding new things might lead to a cognitive rut. Ooh, that sounds bad. This is where the brain becomes accustomed to predictability over time, and this can contribute to a diminished capacity for flexible thinking and creative problem solving. And it leads to what we're talking about in the book Mindset with Carol Dweck in my book club, a fixed mindset. And so in order to avoid getting stuck in a fixed mindset, one wants to cultivate new experiences and push beyond the boundaries at times to stimulate growth mindset and creativity. And the most important negative characteristic of staying in the comfort zone is that you are achieving emotional comfort at the expense of growth. So you're sacrificing growth. 
you may have a sense of constant security in that zone, but by prioritizing your emotional comfort over challenging experiences, you can end up missing out on personal and intellectual growth opportunities. Facing and overcoming challenges is actually crucial. It's essential for building resilience and adapting to new situations. And unless you're going to stay in your house like a hermit, you are going to be exposed to new situations. With the changing world, new technology, new inventions, new social situations, new professional situations, new travel experiences, there are so many ways that you will be faced with exposure to new situations. So learning how to thrive outside of your comfort zone so you can handle it is actually the key to happiness and success in the wider world. Now, I understand the rationale of wanting to be comfortable and feel safe and secure because it is a basic human need. According to Maslow's hierarchy, it is one of the basic human needs. We do need to feel security and safety overall. But once we have established a baseline, then we can build on that healthy foundation to grow and expand as humans. And this is necessary for individuals and societies to advance. It's necessary. And I think the push to remain in the comfort zone is really nothing more than a justification to stay stuck. It's a validation for stagnation and mediocrity, quite frankly. So they can get this continue to feel comfortable. Do you catch the irony in that? I know that my listeners are people who are into transformation and expansion and growth and success and abundance and happiness and well-being. And all of those things are achieved with qualities like perseverance, resilience, growth mindset, creativity, mental toughness, action over reaction, internal locus of control. There's nothing like the sensations of love and joy that come from a dopamine hit. So yes, be very familiar with your area of comfort. Be familiar with your foundation of security and safety and feel power in that. But also be working to expand that area. Work to expand your comfort zone because the world does not fit in a box. Get out there and live, laugh, love. Thanks everyone for listening. If you have any comments or reactions, please share them with me. I'd love to keep the conversation going. Having meaningful conversations, even about things where we have differing opinions, it's so fulfilling to me. And this work is all about making connections and making the world a better place and a place where we could see each other and we can all be seen by one another without judgment, with open minds, with open debate, and with open hearts. And if there's anything I can do to support you, please let me know. And the best thing you can do to support me right now is to leave a five-star rating and a review on the podcast. And to go ahead and share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. Have an amazing day. Go out there and get some dopamine.